Israel defending herself at the International Criminal Court of Justice is just one of the many events setting the stage for the eventual battle of Armageddon. We will discuss the entire scope of this prophetic fulfillment while taking your calls on this open line edition of The End Time Show. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the End Time Show. Now, I will be taking your calls today. The number to reach me, 1-877-363-8463. Today is your day, and I'll take calls all day if that's what you want to do. I've got some opening dialogue here, but we'll see how far we can get off into that. Also, I want to announce this tomorrow night and Sunday night, I will be at my home church right here at North Cities UPC in Garland, Texas. That's at 502 Beltline Road. And tomorrow evening I'll be teaching a new lesson, The Green Horseman and World War III. The Green Horseman is the last spirit to arise in the earth before the Great Tribulation. So you, ought to, you, you absolutely have to understand tonight, tomorrow night's lesson. And I had to learn some new things for the lesson. And so I'll be teaching that to you tomorrow night. So that's January 13th, tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Sunday evening, January 14th, I'll be doing Breaking Prophecy News. And we'll also have a time of Q&A uh, at the end of, of Sunday night's lesson. That's at 6 p.m. also. So look forward to seeing everybody out there. I know uh, that Dallas and Green Bay are playing, but hey, I'm a Packers fan and I'm still going to be there. So you can still make it as well. So look forward to seeing all of y'all at... The, uh, at our church on Sunday evening. Now, of course, setting the stage for the Battle of Armageddon, you know that um, there is, the Israel is at the, over oh, the last couple days, yesterday and today, yesterday South Africa presented their uh, position and they brought the Israel before the International Court of Justice saying that they were committing genocide and that they were pleading for the court to stop the war in, against Hamas in Gaza. And Israel was there today saying, hey, that we were having, that Hamas's uh, goal was genocide against Israel, and we were simply defending ourselves. And so if you understand the dynamics of all of that and what's really going on, this is setting the stage for the Battle of Armageddon. You say, how is that? Well, the International Court of Justice is the United Nations highest court. All of these things are designed to run the world. They're establishing a world governing body. And so I'll get off and maybe some of this, some more of, into this dialogue as we go along. I've got some calls and things I want to take. However, let me first mention First Cup Coffee. You know, you can imagine that we, with all of the stuff going on, all the world government, world religion, precursors of the Mark of the Beast, uh, the great end time revival that's going on right now and, and will escalate uh, before very long, World War III peace agreements, we're essentially working around the clock to keep up with the news. But, of course we're energized and motivated by our God-given purpose, but it's awful nice to come in in the morning and to smell first cup coffee brewing upstairs. These guys are not a woke company. They haven't tried to rewrite our history or they lobbied to defund the military. Um, but they're a Christian-owned patriot coffee company. 
right out of the great state of Texas. They've got many different roasts that you can choose from. If you're a coffee drinker, you understand the importance of that. So go to firstcup.com, use code ENDTIME to get 10% off. If you subscribe, you'll get an additional 10% off. Go to firstcup.com, use code ENDTIME to get 10% off today. Okay, we'll get a little more off into this International Court of Justice and its blood libel against Israel, perhaps here in just a moment, but today's your day. Again, the number to reach me, 1-877-363-8463. We're going to go straight to the phones. Let's go to Pat in Arkansas. God bless, Pat. Welcome to the End Time Show. God bless. I've got a couple things I need to bring to your attention. Revelation 9:15. it talks about the angels are loosed in Euphrates River. Yes. When you tell it the number, it comes to 13 months and 25 uh, hours. Okay. Uh-huh. Vince said something Monday on the show that we only have like 10 months until the election. Okay. Right. Yes. And curiosity got me, and I went back a couple months, and I'm like, okay, October is 13 months. So then I got to looking. You know, when the Bible does this, the when God gives us numbers, and I'm sorry about my voice, but I caught the crud Tuesday. Um, when God gives us numbers in the Bible, usually it stands to reason we've got something to go back and, and point of significance so that we can go and see that his word is true. Mm-hmm. Okay? So if, if this uh, preparation time started October 7th, and 13 months and 25 hours, that would lead us into November the 8th of 19, or 2024. Mm-hmm. And that would be like when the World War III would actually kick off. Okay, so, yeah, well, no, I understand your position. The So that would have to mean that the World War III started October 7th, and I'm not, I'm not so sure that no, that's the case. No, I mean, that's speculation. No, I'm just saying the preparation time. Yeah, yeah. When the verse talks about 13 months and 25 hours. Right. Okay, that that would give us a preparation time of 13 months and 25 hours. That's correct. If we went from October 7th to November the 8th, right. 2024. Yeah. And also on uh, my next one is uh, my is to the pre-trib believers, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, if the apostles of the New Testament, we consider them part of the pride of Christ, right? Then why did God allow them to suffer tragic deaths if he's not going to allow his bride to be hurt? Right. And my third one is if free uh, trip believers believe that God's not going to allow his church to be hurt, then why will they still be here through World War III? And I'll take my response off the air, and thank you, and God bless you. All right. Well, God bless you as well, Pat, and I do thank you for the call. Um, so, number one, the war starting, uh, with, with the premise of your uh, original position there, the, the World War III starting on October 7th, we're speculating at this point. I don't know if World War III began. Some people believe World War III began before that, and that Israel officially entered the war on October 7th, uh, and that's going to lead to a full-on regional situation which would lead to a world war. At this point, I don't know the answer to that. I know Revelation 9, 13 through 16, the Bible says that World War III is going to emanate out of the Euphrates River region. A 200 million man army will participate in that war and one third of the world's uh, population will be destroyed. 
the point that you were making, Pat, um, is that the Bible says that they were prepared for an hour a day, a month, and a year uh, for to slay a third part of mankind. I don't know if that's the, um, the, the preparation time or if that's the length of the war or uh, I don't know that for sure. I do know the three specific clues that we can nail down are, it's going to emanate out of the Euphrates River region, two million men army will participate in that, and one third of the world's population will be destroyed. So as far as the timing of when that begins, and um, I, I don't know the answer to that. I just know it's very soon. It's got to happen before the Great Tribulation, and it, is go it could happen at any time because the first five trumpets have already occurred, and that's the sixth trumpet found in Revelation 9. So we'll have to see uh, how all that takes place. Now, as far as the, the pre-post-trib, uh, pre-mid-post-trib situation, uh, the rapture, the timing of the rapture, wow, is there a lot of stuff going on on Facebook and different social networking sites people trying to figure all this stuff out, and some people don't care. They say, hey, just be ready, and, and I get that. Uh, just be ready for the rapture. I mean, I, we all need to be ready. However, it is, Bible prophecy is about 30% of the entire Bible. A vast majority of that is pointing at the second coming of Jesus Christ. So because the timing of that is laid out in Scripture, a lot of people kind of want to get an idea of what's going on. I understand that the Bible says, no man knoweth the day or the hour. Jesus said that. But that was 2,000 years ago. Knoweth, the present tense form of the word know. 2,000 years ago, they couldn't know. That's why the apostle said, um, I'm not going to, men and brethren, it's no, there's no need for you to write me uh, under these things about the times and the seasons, because you yourselves know that, that he's going to come as a thief in the night. But then he goes on. A lot of people stop reading right there and say, nobody's going to know. He's going to come as a thief in the night. But then he said, this is 1 Thessalonians 5. But then he says, you, brethren, are not in darkness that that day would overtake you as a thief. Hold on. Here's a, here's a whole new way of thinking here. But all you got to do is keep on reading. He goes to talking to some people. He's actually talking to us. He's prophesying. He's saying, men and brethren, you guys in the end time, you're not of the night that, that that day would overtake you as a thief. You guys are going to understand. Therefore, watch and be sober. So, uh, the, the timing of all of it is laid out in Scripture. And so, we certainly want to know about that. Now, you said something about um, the New Testament church. that I've heard a lot of people have said, well, no, it's got to be a pre-tribulation rapture because Jesus Christ would not beat up his bride before he comes and gets her. Now, that, that, there's no scriptures for any of that. Jesus Christ never beats up his bride. However, the great tribulation is not the wrath of God. The great tribulation is the wrath of Satan. It's very important that people understand that. I've never talked to somebody who believes in a pre-tribulation rapture that understood that the great tribulation was the wrath of Satan, not the wrath of God. So, the original of the 11 of the 12 of the first apostles that were martyred, the all of the Christians that have been martyred since the time of the apostles till today, that was not God doing the martyring. Um, those people have been martyred. They've been under persecution. Uh, it was not God doing that. You say, yeah, but God allowed all of that. Well, what happens is you have to understand that God uh, understands the end from the beginning. God has seen all this play out already. He's seen all of, all of hu the human existence already play out. 
And he went back and told the writers of the Bible, this is going to happen, then this, and this, and this. God didn't necessarily cause it to happen. He, he saw it happen, and he told the writers of the Bible uh, what to write. So it was never God beating up his bride. Uh, it is, but Satan has persecuted the church, trying to shut them up. They were out teaching and preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, and he was trying to shut them up because there was, they were taking, by teaching and preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, they were taking people out of his kingdom and placing them in God's kingdom. That's what the gospel of the kingdom of God is designed to do. So Satan is trying to, to, has been trying to thwart that and to stop that ever since. So he's been persecuting the church. Well, that's what's going to happen during the Great Tribulation because the Bible says the greatest time of revival the world has ever seen is going to happen during the time of the Great Tribulation. Read Revelation 7. So, once I have been able to explain many times somebody who believes in a pre-tribulation rapture that the wrath of God, uh, the wrath of the Great Tribulation is not the wrath of God, it's the wrath of Satan. If I can get them to believe that, then that changes their whole mindset on um, the pre-tribulation rapture theory uh, because they'll, they'll finally understand that we're, the church is absolutely going to be here during the Great Tribulation, okay? Hope that answers your question. Uh, God bless you, my friend. And let's go to Zachary in Kentucky. God bless Zachary. Welcome to the End Time Show. Praise the Lord, Brother Dave. How are you? I'm doing just fine, my friend. How are you? Good. Uh, my question for you today is, I was just curious if we have any idea what nation or nations could possibly be principal drivers behind um, establishing the peace agreement. Yeah, so it, it, it certainly would be European nations would be involved because the Antichrist is going to be one of the main ones that gets the, that gets the you know, confirms the covenant with many, and he comes from right. Europe. So I know it's going to be European nations. Which one specifically? I don't know. Uh, you, under, you have to understand the international community, uh, Zachary, to know that it can be, it's going to be a coalition of nations. I don't know. I'm right. sure the United States probably will be involved. We're pushing for a two-state solution now. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure we'll be involved. I'm sure European nations will be involved. Uh, after, once it gets past that, I don't know. Because the power centers of the earth right now really lie with some of Asia, Europe, and the United States. If you, if you look at it, the economies, the power centers uh, on the planet, and so surely they will be involved. Probably some of the Arab nations, probably Saudi Arabia and some of them that have already at that point will have normalized agreements with Israel. And there's lots of articles on that right now um, where Saudi Arabia still wants to uh, normalize relationship with Israel. But I just saw an article before I came on the air where they'll say, they said we're willing to normalize relations with Israel under one condition, and that was that they uh, create a two-state solution and recognize Palestine as a true, as a nation. And of course, that's, that's very scriptural. So what specific nations, though, I don't know if I could, I could give you step one, two, and three, and which ones, I don't know if I could do that, Zachary. Yeah, that makes sense. I appreciate your answer. Absolutely. All right, well, God bless you, my friend, and I do thank you for the call. And with that said, let me mention, before we get to um, the close to the bottom part of the hour here, let me mention Birch Gold. You know, there are world, I've read so many articles lately on world, world um, efforts towards a world government, global IDs, 
global, you know, back in 2020, they weren't, uh, there was hardly any talk of a central bank digital currency. Just a few nations toying with it. And now here we are in early part of 2024, and there are, I think, 134 nations of the 193 that are just moving straight forward and just doing research and trying to implement some of the, these central bank digital currencies. I mean, things are happening so fast in just over a three-year period. And they need everybody to have digital IDs and digital currencies to be able to, to, be able to force everybody into compliance. So that's what they're trying to do on these populations around the world. And this could even allow officials to prohibit you from purchasing certain products. I read an article, man, just this morning about them withholding welfare checks and things like that to people who didn't want to get on board with central bank digital currencies. I can't remember the name of the nation. It was um, the name of the nation. Uh, it was like, um, oh man, I I'm sorry, I can't pull it off the top of my head, but there was a nation that it had, they, they messed up. They were trying to implement these central bank digital currencies and they, it was just a total flop when they pushed it out because the, the public was resisting it because they were trying to tie people's uh, government subsidies in with it. So that's, you can see what's coming. It will allow these officials to prohibit you from purchasing certain products, easily freeze or seize part of all of your money, enabling governments to take more control over your finances, even withholding government subsidies if you don't want to get on board with it. We're already watching it happen. So there are some concerned Americans that are diversifying their assets into physical gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. And you know, if you, got a, if you want a physical asset in a tax-sheltered retirement account, you can go to birchgold.com slash endtime, get your free info kit on gold. Maybe you've got an IRA or a 401k from a previous employer that's been gathering dust for years. Birch Gold can help you convert that into an IRA in gold, and you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. Go to birchgold.com slash endtime, claim your free info kit on gold, and because if uh, digital currency, if it becomes a reality, you might want to have some gold to fall back on. Now, with that said, we're going straight back to the phones. Let's go to Sandy in Kansas. God bless Sandy. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hi, Dave. I have a question. Sure. I know you can answer. The beast comes out of the uh, sea, and it's the—it's all those nations mm -hmm. represented by the beast, mm -hmm. because it mentions Germany. You know, the beast that had a fatal room and wasn't healed. I'm in chapter thirteen. Yes. And then uh, he comes down from heaven, and he forces everybody. This—it's this system, isn't it, that forces everyone to take the mark? Yes. Well, so I, it, my question. What? Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'll finish my question. Yeah. That's uh, that's one one part of the question. But then my thought is they're talking about us having to take a mark, a chip, mm -hmm. with the digital system mm -hmm. that they want to bring. So my thought is if that chip is an alliance to the beast, which is the system, you know, that the Antichrist will join halfway through, mm -hmm. then if we take the digital chip, are we taking the mark of the beast, even though we haven't seen the face of the actual man, the Antichrist? Yeah. So there are, there are two things you absolutely should never do, Sandy, to make sure you don't take the mark of the beast. 
Um, and obviously you can't take the mark of the beast until the beast comes on the scene. However, some things I will never do personally. This, there's a, this is a line in the sand for me. Number one, I will never take a mark of identification on my person anywhere. I'll never take a chip in my hand. I'll never take an invisible tattoo, uh, symbolic of a, a barcode. I'll never take any mark of identification on my person. Now, I've had people ask me, well, Dave, if, you, if I've got mom tattooed on my arm, have I taken the mark of the beast? No. I'm talking about a mark of identification that would come from the government administered to you to be able to control you with your bank account and, and your, you know, your functioning in society. I will never take a mark of identification on me, not tomorrow or especially when the Antichrist comes on the scene. But I wouldn't do it right now. Number That's two. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Now, you can't do that ever. And then number two, I will never take a mark of, uh, I'll never pledge allegiance to the Antichrist or his world governing system. Because in pledge allegiance to the Antichrist, then you have to renounce your allegiance from the real Christ. And I absolutely, I can't do that. That's of eternal consequence. So those are the two things you should never do. Uh, that way it makes it pretty easy. Hey, I remember Dave Robbins saying there's two things scripturally I can't do. And so um, regardless of whether they come out with a central bank digital currency and they want to put something that, uh, a, a chip in you for maybe to use that or something, if that happens, then I've got to say no. Uh, that, that's a line in the sand for me. Those two things, something I absolutely cannot do. Those are of eternal consequence. Um, and that way, I w we wanted to make it as easy as simple. Well, it's scriptural, but I wanted to make it as drop-dead simple as possible. So that way, if you see a lot of these things start coming at you, like digital IDs and all this other, um, the, uh, some people have asked about the real ID driver's license. Is that a... a uh, a, a, a national ID card, and is that taking the mark of the beast? That's not, that's not, it is a national ID card in one way, but it's not taking the mark of the beast. I have a real ID driver's license. Irvin Baxter, my father-in-law, had one before he passed. So it's not taking the mark of the beast. However, if there ever comes a time when they would want to somehow digitally put that as a chip under my skin, or force me into compliance to bow down to their edicts or to pledge allegiance to the world governing body, I absolutely could not do that. I would have to opt out of all at that point. So um, those are the two things that I absolutely would never do, Sandy, is... Because we might yeah. be in danger of actually giving allegiance to this uh, beast that's going to rule the world. Is that why we can't do it, is what I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I absolutely, there's no way I would allow the government to put a mark on my body of identification. You can't do that. I mean, there's, that, that, that's, you're moving towards taking the mark of the beast. The Bible says in Revelation um, 13, 16 through 18, he gave everybody a number without which you were not going to be able to buy or sell. And they're given that to make sure that they can control you in every way possible and, and to, to, they're, they're economically sanctioning you. They're saying, well, to get this number and to be able to function in society, you can only do this if you are willing to conform to the edicts of the world governing body. That's something you absolutely cannot do because it's of eternal consequence. Because it, is, it could be the essence of the mark of the beast. That's correct, yeah. It's a, okay. the, the worst part about the, the mark of the beast is the Pledge of Allegiance of the, to the Antichrist. That's the worst part. Uh, because there are people that have got tattoos all over them right now that haven't taken the mark of the beast. 
But the right. worst part will be in the Pledge of Allegiance to the Antichrist and the Mark of the Beast. That's what will send you to hell. And it will to put us in that system to where we can't get out. Well, it would, it would enter you into the system. Um, I've had people ask me, you know, what if I cut my hand off or something like that? I'm like, right. you know, just, just don't do it. I mean, and that way you, ain't got, yeah. you don't have to worry about it. Um, because I've, I actually had somebody, now get this. I was talking to a pastor friend of mine one time, and he said, well, he said, I'm going to pay a friend of mine to take the chip, and then I'm, I will never tell the guy's name. I'll pay a friend of mine to take the chip, and then pay him to go to the store with me and for me and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm not going to take part yeah. in any of that. I believe I'm just going to trust God. I'm not going to take it, and uh, I'll let God, you know, meet all of our needs uh, as we go through the thing. He always has, and I know yeah, He always will. Can I will. say one more thing? Yeah. Can I get your reaction to something? Yep. I'll I'm always afraid. give you a reaction. Yes, you do a good <laughs> job. I like to ask you questions. Uh, that makes me very concerned that my loved ones who are not believers will not know they're taking the mark of the beast, and they will. Well, that's why you need to teach them this stuff. Well, I'm trying. I mean, I, hey, I've had some conversations with my family as well and said, look, there's, these are two things you absolutely cannot do. And some yeah. of them said, uh, yeah, right, okay, Dave, sure. And then some of them pay very close attention. So my job is to teach scripturally what the Bible says, and then everybody's got to make their own decision from there. I mean, there's nothing more you can do than that, Sandy. So we kind of need to just say this could be the allegiance to the beast when it comes up, so don't take it right. Yeah, absolutely. Just remember the, two like thing, that. The, remember the two things that I just told you. Make sure everybody yeah. in your family knows that in your sphere of influence, and uh, make sure they understand the importance of it, and then they'll have to make their own decisions from there. It's really hard because everybody thinks there's a pre-trib rapture. Everybody I know thinks that, that's a Christian. I think so as we well. go along and some people start to see some of these events clip off, then uh, I think they'll kind of, of um, I think they'll kind of come around. Of it's turning the Titanic, but they could have turned the Titanic if they had enough time. I'm willing to grab the steering wheel and try to turn it myself. Uh, and, you know, and I've got a lot of friends that do as well, so. All right, Sandy, well, I do thank you for the call. God bless you, my friend. Uh, great questions. And coming up on a break here, everybody, I don't want to cut another call off. We're going to go straight back to the phones after the break. And But, man, I, there's so much going on in the world right now, world government, world religion, peace, peace agreements being floated around, I mean, all kinds of things. All of it's very prophetic. All of the major things going on in the world right now are prophetic. If, even if you talk about the presidential election going on here in the United States, when it, it's all headed towards, for me, the main thing is globalism versus nationalism. Are you a globalist or are you not? The Biden campaign, that's globalism. On the other side, Trump is nationalism. And so I'm going to vote for whoever is going to pull us out of world government. If I don't know who the two candidates are going to be, but that's who I'm, I'm, I'm headed towards. Uh, because I absolutely do not want a globalist in the White House, somebody who will yield the sovereignty of the United States. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me, and I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment 
of this over 2,500 year old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800 End Time. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning End Time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Welcome back, everybody. And uh, got some great questions here. And let's go straight to the phones. Let's go to... Uh, Rondi, South Carolina. God bless Rondi. Welcome to the End Time Show. God bless, Pastor. Um, I'm calling in today because I have been checking regularly the um, DEFCONLevel.com alert. Mm -hmm. And you can check, as you probably know, different areas around the world. Sure. As well as overall threats. And I noticed this morning, recently, I believe this happened, that the Mideast, U.S. Central Command uh, was raised to level one, which I believe is the highest out of five. Yeah. And I wasn't sure if you were aware of this and if you could explain what may be happening. So I wasn't aware that they were upgraded to level one. However, I just I know that it, uh, the United States just started to bomb the Houthis in Yemen because yeah. the Iran-backed Houthis were bombing uh, we're sending out um, drones and different things and bombing ships and taking over ships in the Red Sea and the Straits of um, the Mandeb Straits down in there south on the southern end of the Red Sea. They were trying to control that shipping lane right there. And so the United States sent a, sent a coalition of uh, ships in there, them and Great Britain, some different people, to thwart that, to keep that shipping lane open. And the Houthis were sending missiles out there, so they went in and simply bombed them. And now that's what's mm -hmm. happening down there right now. So that's probably what uh, took it up to took it up to um, a level one, uh, because I don't know other than what's going on with um, Israel and Hamas and the ring of fire that Iran has. That's the number one thing going on in the Middle East right now. So I, I'm guessing because I haven't looked at the. Uh, DEFCOM website. However, I do know that that started happening last evening and this morning. I had so many people sending me emails. I went and researched it all and uh, we, have, we have fired off on them. And so I would, I would venture to say that that is why it's went to a level one situation. Yep, uh, that's exactly what I was uh, deducing as well. I just wanted to make sure that I was somewhat alarmed for good cause. Yeah, yeah, I don't absolutely. Know I don't know that it's ever been at level one in the history of this DEFCON level, yeah. especially for the Middle East. 
Yeah, so I, I keep, I believe me, I read everything I can get my hands on when it comes to the Middle East. All of the main websites I go to first thing every morning is mm -hmm. all Middle East. Uh, and because I want to keep my fingers on this situation. And I know that that's what happened last night. I had some of my colleagues in Israel were emailing me saying, are you understanding what's going on? And I was right then reading the articles. So uh, I would, you know, other than, yeah, there are some things still going on in Saudi Arabia uh, or in um, Iraq and Syria and different things, but those are not what took it up to level one. What happened last evening, I'm going to venture to say, because I know what's going on all across the Middle East, and that is the most heated situation as of right now, because the Israel-Hamas thing has kind of died down a little bit, and now with the United States sitting out in the Red Sea bombing the Houthis in Yemen, um, that's uh, a very, very serious situation. Yep. Right. Oh, very good. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. God bless you, my friend, and thank you for the call. Yep. Let's go to, uh, I tell you what, really quick, let me mention uh, Ready Pantry, and then we'll go straight back to the phones here. You know, you, I mean, think about the situation. We always want to believe that the grocery stores and things will always be here and that there's always going to be plenty of food, right? The supply chains and everything. But those can quickly collapse. So we got to pray for the best, but we also have to prepare. I mean, you know, I believe God can keep me from getting in a car wreck, but I still put on a seatbelt, right? So what if there was a way, when you're talking about food, what if there was a way you can have an affordable three to three, nine, 12 month supply of emergency food. Well, there is. Readypantry.com slash end time. They offer 25 years shelf stable food, uh, including breakfast, lunch, dinner, even desserts. And it's just a peace of mind you get by knowing that you have some emergency food set back for any kind of a, any kind of a, an event, a, a power outage, hurricanes, uh, cold weather. I mean, um, you know, Texans, I mean, when it, it's, it's getting going to be cold across the weekend and they're preparing for snowmageddon, you know, uh, rolling blackouts, uh, anything. Ready Pantry is an American-based company with all their products sourced right here in America. There are many long-term food storage companies on the Internet. They're selling products that have been sitting in their warehouses for years. So when they're saying you're getting a 25-year food, uh, you know, uh, is it really? So Ready Pantry, they're delivering the freshest products. They're packaged within a few months. And that's what's going to be delivered to your door. So go to Ready Pantry. Uh, they offer discounts up to 20% off for 3 to 12 month supplies. Go to readypantry.com slash endtime. Use code endtime to save an additional 10% off of your order. Free shipping on all orders. And you can also stock your pantry with buy now, pay later options available at checkout by going to readypantry.com slash endtime. Okay, straight back to the phones. Let's go to Seth calling in Idaho. God bless Seth. Welcome to the End Time Show. Greetings. Nice to talk to you. Yes, sir. You too, my friend. Uh, my question today is, well, I, to put it simply, I've researched the End Times. I've listened to your show many times. I've called in a few times. Yes, sir. But I'm 16. My brain isn't fully developed. So <laughs> uh, I'm going to ask a question as a shot in the dark. Yeah. If you know if... Uh, any other country or nation besides America is going to be helping Israel come Armageddon. Um, so here's the thing. This is a, it's a great question, Seth, because the Bible only tells us that the United States in Revelation 12, that Israel's carried away on the wings of a great eagle. 
the eagle in end-time Bible prophecies of the United States, is carried away on the wings of a great eagle, where she is nourished in her place, which is Israel, for time, times, and half a times. During that final three and one half year period, the Bible says the eagle will protect the Israel from the serpent, which would be the Antichrist in the world governing body. However, mm -hmm. what has to happen so the world governing armies invade Armageddon, invade Israel at the Battle of Armageddon? We've protected her for the final three and one half years. What the scenario is at Armageddon where the world governing armies would be allowed to come down against Israel, I don't know what has happened to the United States at that point. Have we, has the UN Security Council veto power been eliminated? Um, I cannot answer what happens to the United States at the Battle of Armageddon that would allow the world governing armies to come down against Israel. I cannot answer that scripturally, Seth. Um, so, uh, you know, at this point, the Bible doesn't tell us specifically another nation that would stand with Israel, to my knowledge, but the United States, the final three and one half years at the Battle of Armageddon, um, I, know the, I know the nations of the world will come down against Israel. What happens to the United States at that point? I do not have the answer for that scripturally. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, uh, well, yeah, I you. mean, it's going to be it's going to be a bad time. I, and, and uh, you know, um, I well, just got to pray for Israel. I know Israel's not going to be totally wiped out, but there will be a lot of Israel that's wiped out during that time. The Bible says two thirds of Israel will be wiped out at that point. Aye. And it's a horrific situation, but um, certainly got to pray for the ones that will, you know, that are going to make it through it and pray for all of Israel. Uh, but it's a, the Battle of Armageddon is going to be a horrific time. It's the final war on the earth, and uh, some of the answers, I can only give you scriptural answers. Other than that, it's purely speculation. Well, with all sarcasm as possible, can't wait to go through it. I heard that. Well, God bless you, Seth, and I do thank you for the call, and call us back again in the future, my friend. Okay, so let's go to, um, let's go to Troy in Georgia. God bless Troy. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hello. How you doing, Troy? All right. How you doing? I have um. I just wanted to know: Would Joe Biden be the president that turns on Israel, and would America be destroyed if he do so? So I know America is never going to be destroyed. Number one, the Bible says that. Uh, just like I just told uh, Seth, the previous caller, that the United States stands with Israel all the way through the end time, through the, at least the final three and one half years of the final seven, leading up to the Battle of Armageddon. Um, would Joe Biden be the president at that point? No, because he is, he's only got a, uh, it, let's say Joe Biden got elected in November. Uh, for that, I don't even like to even talk about it, but if Me Joe neither. Biden got Me elected neither. again in November, he would have a four-year term. The final Pretty seven dumb. years has not begun yet. So we're at least seven years away from the Battle of Armageddon. Uh, so we're not, Joe Biden can't be the president at that point. However, during the end time, um, Joe Biden certainly could be the president. You know, if he gets elected in November, he certainly could be elected for another, or be president for another four years. Um, would he turn on Israel? He didn't turn on Israel totally. And I say because he's trying to straddle in the fence here with this situation with Israel and the Hamas situation, because on one hand, he said, Israel, we're, we're with you all the way, and we'll send you, you know, we'll send you money to help you, and we'll send you uh, 
implements, war implements, and bombs and things like that. However, he also pulled sanctions off of Iran, which is sponsoring Hamas, and allowed them to, to help fund what Hamas is doing. So he's straddling a big uh, offense here. And so I, you know, what he would do in his last four years, I don't know. All I know is that the United States is going to stand with and protect Israel against the world government in the end time. That is a, that's prophecy 101, and that's Revelation chapter 12, Revelation 12, 14 specifically. Uh, and so that's the scenario that we see playing out in the very near future, Troy. Well, can I ask you one more question? Yes. Who, is, who do you think the Babylon, uh, in Revelation it says Babylon will be, will be destroyed. Who, do you know? Yeah, that's the, city, that's the, that's the city of Rome. Re, re, uh, okay. The mystery Babylon in Revelation 17 and 18 is the city of Rome. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. God bless you, my friend, and thank you. Uh, I may do a teaching on that here before long. There's six specific clues in Revelation 17 that tells us that Mystery Babylon is the city of Rome. It's not the United States, and I know a lot of people like to say that, but it is specifically um, the, the city of Rome there and the major religions that's there. Okay. Uh, moving on really quick, let's go to Christine in California. God bless Christine. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hi, Dave. How are you? I'm tremendous. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I um, just wanted to say I love your show, and I'm really glad I found your guys' channel. Um, kind of a really long story short, I lost my mother un unexpectedly and unfortunately in March of 2023, and she was a God-loving, God-fearing person. Mm -hmm. um, and she'd always say, you know, honey, we're in the end times. The rapture's going to happen soon. And I just kind of passed it off as fluff um, until she passed, and then I dove so deep into my Bible. Yeah. And she passed right before we started Revelation and Bible study. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I, I try to tell my friend, you know, my friends, we're going to be with our loved ones again. You know, the rapture is a thing. It's real. It's going to happen. Yes. What are some scriptures other than Revelation that I can really give my friends that are kind of um, naysayers? Um, as far as the rapture kind of, goes? Um, also, you know, that we will see our loved ones again. We will be reunited with them, you know. Um, that we would be reunited them other than Re Revelation. So let's go to 1 Corinthians uh, 15. Okay. The Bible says, go all the way down to the bottom there. And you go to 1 Corinthians. <clears throat> I'll read these for everybody on the air here. The Bible says, Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit corruption. But I show, well, I'm, you know what? Hey, uh, Christine, can you hold through the break here? Of course. Okay, yeah, let's do that. And that way, um, I'll help you with your answer here. That way you can give your friends some things. Uh, to help you, but and I want to give you the verses here. So hold through the break, everybody, and then we'll get back to Christine about the rapture and then move on down through some of the rest of the questions. God bless y'all. Thank you for listening to the End Time Show. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is.
time is not going anywhere. Okay, Christine, are you with me? Yes, I okay, am. Okay, good. Here we go. This is 1 Corinthians starting with verse, uh, chapter 15, starting with verse 50. Now this I say, brethren, the flesh and blood cannot uh, inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In other words, we're not all going to die, but we shall all be changed. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption. This mortal must put on immortality. The mortal is the ability to die. Immortality, obviously, the inability to die. And then I'm ver verse 54. So when this corruptible shall put on incorruption, this mortal put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Victory. The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God that giveth victory through our death. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye uh, know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So we're all going to be changed in the moment in the twinkling of an eye, and we're all going to be caught up to meet him in the air. And... So you're go that's when you will be reunited with your loved ones who have passed on, uh, that have passed on before. Your you say it was your grandmother, I'm sorry. No, it was my mother. Your, she your was mother. Young, she was only 62 and a half years old. I I'm, I'm sorry to hear about that, Christine. Um, so 1 Corinthians, starting with uh, chapter 15, verse 50. Then 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 15 through 18. For this we say unto the word of the Lord, that which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. This would be your mother. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. To meet the Lord in the air, so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. So the dead in Christ will rise, and then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds. You will be reunited with your mother to meet the Lord in the clouds, so shall we ever be with the Lord. Well, so these are so two verses. I'm sorry? She's sleeping right now. She's cause, yes. You, okay. Yeah, the Bible says that it, 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 um, many times in the Bible when a Christian passed away, the Bible says they were but sleeping. And Jesus said that Lazarus sleepeth. So it's a sleep state that they're in. <clears throat> and the Bible says to be absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord. So your spirit goes to be with the Lord that gave it. At the time of the rapture, her spirit will be united with an immortal body like Jesus had when he rose from the dead. That'll come out of the grave. And <clears throat> you're going to look over and see your mother as you both go up. So that's what happens Wonderful. at the time so of the rapture. So her soul is with Christ right now sleeping in heaven, paradise, whatever, yeah. but her, her, she'll have a, a new, renewed physical body 
when we all are taken up in the rapture, correct? Yes, it'll be a an immortal body like Jesus had when he rose from the dead. He walked through, you know, he could appear and disappear, and but yet he could eat. He ate with the apostles. So that's the kind of body that we will have. But the Bible says it will put on immortality. It will not have the ability to die anymore. It's going to be changed from mortal to immortal. So <clears throat> some of those things, I've never been there yet. <laughs> so I can't explain some of that. But I do know that at the time of the rapture, that our body will be changed from mortal to immortal, and the dead in Christ will rise first, then we who are alive and remaining will be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. So at that point, everyone who has been born again will be reunited with loved ones who have been born again, godly individuals, and they will be with the Lord forever. So I'll get to see my father-in-law again, and so forth and so on. Well, that's wonderful. I appreciate you so much. You guys are amazing and, and just have brought me closer to the Lord and everything. And, and I'm just, I'm looking forward to the rapture, of, you Amen. know, or being with, with Jesus. And, and, you know, I know we're in the end times and I wish more yeah. people would open their eyes and realize that, but, you know, a we have to bring more people into the body of Christ. So. Amen. Well, I know a lot of people are opening their eyes. I'm very thankful for that. I'm, we're reaching people literally all over the world and uh, I, if I don't look, if I don't meet you and your mother on this side, I look forward to doing that in the rapture someday, Christine. Oh, God bless you as well, Dave. Have <laughs> a beautiful rest of your day. All right. God bless you, my friend, and thank you for the call. Thank you. Okay. Let's go to Shawnee in Illinois. God bless Shawnee. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hi. How are you? I'm tremendous. How are you doing? Great. Um, Good. I was going to ask then, what did the wings being plucked away from the lion mean? Why does the wings get plucked away? Sure. So the there in Daniel chapter seven there are four there are four beasts. Daniel saw a lion with eagle's wings, a bear, a four-headed leopard, and a ten-horned beast. On down in the chapter Revelation seven verse seventeen and twenty-three, it tells us that those beasts symbolize uh, kingdoms or modern day terminology, nations, and the leaders of those nations. So when you look back up to, and that these nations would be on the earth at the time uh, when the God of heaven would come back to establish his kingdom here on the earth. Well, so they're modern day nations. If you look at the most prominent nations today that have the symbol of the lion, that's Great Britain. And remember the, the animal symbols symbolize nations. Well, the Bible says that the animal, the lion had eagle's wings growing out of it and Daniel beheld that the eagle's wings were plucked out. So one nation was gonna be plucked out of another nation. So the lion's Great Britain and the Bible says that Daniel beheld till the, the eagle's wings or the United States was plucked out of the lion's wing, uh, out of the lion, and was made stand upon a feet as a man, and a man's heart was given to it. So, the, to my knowledge, the United States is the only nation that has the that was a symbolic of eagle's wings that came out of a, a nation that symbolized by a lion, which would be Great Britain. So, in essence, Shawnee Daniel was seeing the Declaration of Independence of the United States breaking away from Great Britain 2,500 years ago. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Right. Well, thank you so much. Understanding is everything. Yes, yep, absolutely. God bless you, my thank friend. You. And that's one of our foundational lessons that we teach here 
is the United States and other modern nations in the Bible. The bears, Russia, Ger uh, the leopards, Germany. The ten-horned beast is the current European Union. So once you get to understanding some of those things, man, a lot of the other prophecies just open wide up. So uh, I do thank you for the call, Shawnee. God bless you, my friend. Um, let's go to Wyatt in um, Wisconsin. God bless Wyatt. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hi there. How you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing tremendous. What you got? Uh, I have a question. Uh, will we be able to use cash when the Mark of the Beast takes place? Um, that's a good question. I, I, I honestly don't know the answer to that. I'm reading, I, I hope so, but they are pushing, pushing, pushing right now for everything to go digital, even to the point where um, just the other day I bought a new Keurig uh, coffee maker from my home, and they want you to, everything has to be, you know, plug this into Wi-Fi, do this. Uh, we, we also bought a, a humidifier from my house. They wanted me to plug that humidifier into my, connect it to your Wi-Fi. Why are they wanting to do that? Because they want everything to go digital so they can track you, smart houses, smart cities, everything. Well, in order to do that, cash is freedom and it's not trackable. So they want to control your finances. So in order to do that, they're pushing many nations to move off of their physical fiat currencies and to move on to a complete total digital system. That's what central bank digital currencies is all about. So many people are holding on to cash and to you know the, the uh, shekels or whatever it is in everybody's country. They're holding on to that as much as they can. And we should do that here in America as well because if we all were to go digital, it would be very easy for them to control every single thing you do financially and even to be able to control your ability to function in society. Um, so we need to hold on to cash as much as we can. I know with the United Nations there is the Better Than Cash Alliance, which its sole reason for existence is to work with governments and different entities to move them away from using cash in, onto a complete digital platform because it's very easy to control people when you're digitally. Um, so that's why they're moving towards a digital system, a digital society right now as fast as they can. Will we still be able to use cash? Um, you know, we're at least three and a half years from the, the doling out of the mark of the beast, at least. It could be five or ten, I don't know. But we're at least three and one half years because we haven't started the final seven years yet. So you know, will we be able to use cash? I hope so, but I don't know if I can give you a conclusive answer on that because I, I, I simply don't know. I, I hope so. I hope we resist the central bank digital currency here in the United States um, and, and that we can retain the ability to, to use cash. I don't know at this point, Wyatt. Well, hasn't it been said, too, that they want to use all the electronic, the digital currency? Because then, too, for example, if you're talking about something that they don't like on social media, if you're not doing what they like, that they could shut you down from there? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's one of the biggest reasons they're pushing for it. Because I, the, this is the, the, it's, it's very apocalyptic, the, um, the, the central bank digital currency system, because they're making them programmable. I've read so many articles on this. You guys, I've got stacks of this stuff. They're making them programmable so they could say, well, 
I don't want Dave Robbins in Dallas, Texas to be able to buy a gas stove. So if I went and presented my central bank digital currency card or whatever to be able to purchase that, it would be an invalid purchase. Or I don't, um, you know, Dave Robbins gives to X church and X ministry and X missionary and they don't agree with our edicts. So we're going to make those central bank digital currencies not there. It's, those are invalid donations. And if I continue to do that, then they could say, well, Dave Robbins doesn't comply with the edicts of the world governing system. I'll just cut off his ability to use his central bank digital currency. Now, that's where all this stuff could very easily head in just the very near future. And I, I just read today um, about the, or over the last couple days, about, um, man, I think it was Namibia or something like that. They rolled out a central bank digital currency and there were people that are upset because they were holding back government subsidies, welfare and different things. To, to, you had to get the central bank digital currency and able to use that. And that is economic sanctioning to the nth degree. Um, and so that, that's what we're facing here, Wyatt, is exactly what you're talking about, is economic sanctioning. And it is exactly what the Bible says is going to happen when the mark of the beast is doled out in Revelation 13, 16 through 18. I want to retain the ability. There are enough people here in the United States, I hope, that, and especially there's some governors now that are resisting this, but I hope that there are enough people in the United States to resist this that they won't be able to implement it here in the United States and that will pull out of the world governing body. That's, this is a huge thing coming up in the presidential election. If a person is a globalist, that's why I say this is one of the number one things in the presidential election, globalism. If you believe in a globalist, uh, if you believe in globalism and moving into a world governing body, you're going you're gonna to love central bank digital currencies. But if you believe in nationalism, then you're going to retain, you want to retain our country's ability to use cash. So there's a lot coming into the presidential election in, the, in November, and we'll be doing a lot of programs and writing articles and stuff on it to keep everybody up to date. God bless you all. Thank you for the calls, and I look forward to taking them next week.